Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Nerd Party. Maximum more. Punch it. Punch it. Punch it, Bishop! Punch it. Punch that shit! Let's punch it. Hello and welcome to Punch It. I am Tristan Riddell and with me as always is... Charlene Schmidt. This is episode 11, folks, and this is the first episode of Punch It in the new year. Char, I hope you had a great new year so far. It was okay. I actually spent most of the holiday season sick. Uh, as it sounds like you were, we had to <gasps> take too. last week off. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. I just listened to the Nerd Nuptial where you were talking about how your wife was sick for a week, then you were sick for a week. Guess what? Same thing happened at our place. So happy new year to us and may everything be uphill from here in 2017, especially health wise. Yeah, you can kind of still hear it in my voice, I think. It's still a little there, like maybe longtime listeners might be able to, to tell. Yeah, a little, I noticed. It sounds a little bit like this. Maybe it'll go away in a little bit. But uh, one thing that I'm really <laughs> excited about with the new year is that with the new year comes new iTunes reviews. Woohoo! Oh, and we have so many. We have some catching up to do. So let's get this done. Let's give some long overdue thanks. Starting with 17 Brian. And also Joe the Bio Teacher. And Guy Brush T. Chris B. Crunchy. Dante Hopkins. Hey, that's a familiar name from To the Journey. And finally, Sneaky Flower Writes. So thank you all very much. All of these people gave us five-star ratings and wrote us reviews in the U.S. iTunes store. And we cannot thank you guys enough. We are almost at 20 five-star ratings now and nothing but. We are at solid five stars right now, Tristan. Not too bad for a uh, small 11-episode uh, podcast that just came out. So, uh, yes, guys, uh, please, if you can take the time, please do so. You can go to iTunes, search Punch It, or what you can do is go to thenerdparty.com, scroll down, click on iTunes, and there you can find all of our shows of uh, a vast array of nerddom that we that we cover. We have new shows coming to you every single day of the week. And also, if you are an international listener and not in the U.S., if you write us a five-star review, or if you write us any review, and you'd like us to mention you on on air, please email us by going to thenerdparty.com slash contact, selecting Punch It from the drop-down menu, fill out the form, it'll go straight to our inbox. Yes, and thank you very much in advance for doing that, because checking each country's iTunes store is a real pain in the you-know-what. <laughs> it really, really is. Well, our last episode, number 10, was the end of a three-part epic Star Wars movie that we wrote. Yes, indeed. That is how we closed out 2016. We had never done anything quite like that before. It was our first full-length feature film that we have written on the fly. We did it all right on the spot, so what you heard is what percolated out of our brains right at that moment. (laughs) And it was quite the experience. I was really proud of us for being able to pull that off. And I have a feeling in the future, there will be more of that. 
However, I don't know about you, but I am so ready to return to the true love in my life, and that is Star Trek. You know what I want to do today? Uh, what you, besides something involving Star Trek, what would you like to do today, Shark? Well, this is Punch It, and one of the big things that we do, of course, is write episodes on the fly. I think it's time we get back to our roots and write us a Star Trek story. I am complete and utter agreement with you because it was funny. As we were talking about what are we going to do next week, what are we going to do when, once we start feeling better, we just got done with a three-part Star Wars story. A lot of our fans who came over to this network from our previous one came over because of Star Trek. And so we're like, how about we let's alleviate some of those Star Trek fans from having to endure Star Wars with a little <laughs> Star Trek medicine. We'll give them a hypo spray, as it were, in order to make sure that that uh, skin analgesic works its way through the rash. Yes, I'm feeling it too. For the record, I am dying to get back to some good old-fashioned Star Trek. And my thought is... Since we're not just doing Voyager anymore and we've branched mm-hmm. out, we did a Next Generation story about Riker. That was episode one. We did an Enterprise story, which I thought was a lot of fun. I want to keep kind of branching out. So I'm not saying, let's oh, let's do another Voyager script. Although I do, I do miss those characters dearly. I really do. I love them forever. We'll go back someday. Someday we will. Yeah, it will happen. But this week, you know what I'm thinking? Let's go back to the original crew okay so original original series we're talking kirk bones in the 60s not kelvin timeline right yes i'm thinking not kelvin timeline the original the og crew if you will (laughs) i can't believe i just said that i really hate language today yeah i was gonna say don't say that again okay yeah yeah, sorry (laughs) (laughs) okay so not kelvin timeline i think you're right original trek that's gonna be a lot of fun Longtime listeners who have been around me for a long time know that I am not the biggest original series fan, but what I am... <gasps> what? I know. People keep screaming heresy whenever I mention that. I like. I recognize its greatness. I recognize that it's awesome, and I love all of Star Trek. I do. I love all of it. Every single movie, I can find something that I love about it. Uh, some are harder than others. Uh, every <laughs> single show, I can find something I love about it. Some better than others but it's all kind of varying degrees of love and tos just happens to be on the bottom but it's still there it's not like oh i hate tos i just like it the least but one thing that i absolutely fantastically adore is the tos movies i really like where you're going with this because this is exactly what i was thinking too i was not thinking 1960s era starship enterprise i was thinking probably the enterprise a and the movie era, if nothing else, yeah. where the crew is a little bit older, they're dealing with maybe different issues. And I really liked doing kind of like an interim story, sort of like what we did with Riker, mm-hmm. where it was just after generations and there were unanswered questions. Well, the movie era has tons of space, little things that we can fill, little times of, uh, little time gaps that we can explore. And I think this is an absolutely ripe area for us to delve in. So I am absolutely game. Yes. All right. So let's go ahead. And since we know that we're going to be doing TOS movie era, and I don't want to say we're writing a movie. Let's just do a story. Let's like, let's do. Oh, yeah. Like, no, yeah. No more movies for a while. No more movies for a while. Let's no. say we're just doing a story, like an episodic story. Like maybe it's just like a one-off 45 minute story, whatever. Yeah. The TOS movie era. So. Let's uh, try to establish a time frame. Let's let's try to figure out where in the TOS movie era, because that's that's a that is a wide breadth of history there, from oh, yeah. the motion picture all the way to the undiscovered country. 
So yes. what what would be good? Like a, there's a lot of time in between the motion picture and Wrath of Khan. There's a lot of time between the Final Frontier and Undiscovered Country. You know, those are, I think, our two biggest gaps. So what, what are you thinking? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you are reading my mind because I was thinking the space between two and three and even four is not necessarily very much. And so I, I think maybe we ought to go with those bigger gaps. I was actually thinking maybe between between five and six. I think that could be fun. Sulu goes on to the Excelsior in that time. Right. Maybe we do a story about how they, it's the mission before they get the notification that they're due to stand down. Mm. Oh, this could be really interesting. Okay. And the thing is, though, is Sulu by then is already gone. He's been on the Excelsior. He's out cataloging gaseous anomalies in the Beta Quadrant, as he said, and drinking tea. <laughs> so, okay, before we get going, before we clean the whiteboard, are we going to focus on any one character, or is it going to be like any kind of TOS movie story where it's Kirk, Bones, Spock? Mm. Well, here was the thing, is I was thinking maybe we would go in the direction of Sulu leaving the Enterprise, but is that something that you want to do? Would you rather deal with the big three? Uh, I think it would be more fun for me personally to deal with the big three, <laughs> okay. but let's throw let's throw in that, that Sulu storyline. It doesn't have to be the main story, but maybe that can be a part of the story. Fair enough. Let's roll with that. So, with that said, let's now clean off the whiteboard. It's time to write. Oh, it's so empty. Let's fill it up. <laughs> okay, so we've already established the time zone. We've already, it's, it's in between Final Frontier and Undiscovered Country. And I guess, uh, like, I, I threw this out there, but we don't have to be beholden to it, where it doesn't have to be right before they are told that they're going to stand down, because that's kind of what Undiscovered Country is. Right. And if we're going to talk about Sulu going off to Excelsior, we need to be probably a little closer to, say, a little closer to after five than pre-six, if that makes any right. sense. Because I'd say there's a good five-year-ish gap between those two in, in terms of the crew. I don't know if it was five years. I think I think in the movies were released in 89 and 91. So I don't know in the universe. Like, it makes you think that in universe, more time has gone by because in yeah. like at the end of Voyage Home, they get the new Enterprise. And then mm -hmm. you have a hop, skip, and a jump to Final Frontier, which not much time has passed. Mm -hmm. And then only two years later, they say that they're going to decommission the ship. What? Yeah, exactly. So even though only two years have passed for us physically, it seems like more time has passed for the Enterprise crew. And they're kind of going off into different things. Like at the start of Six, Uhura is talking about chairing a seminar at the Academy. And yeah. like they're branching out and doing these other things. Scotty's got a boat. They're getting ready to move on with their lives. Yeah, so I, like, I always imagined that more time went by. And also it would make more sense that a new crew would take over the Enterprise the Enterprise A, I mean, not an Enterprise B, because if it's a brand new ship and the crew is retiring, just get a new command crew, you know? Right. So we're not there yet. And Maybe that's... that could be the story. Maybe that's the story that we could do where we develop the reason we do the retconning. Ooh. Maybe uh, they said they're like, okay, you guys are due to retire, but we're not going to retire the ship. And Kirk's like, uh, no, this is my ship. <laughs> like, I don't want somebody else running it or something like that okay i could really go with this because kirk's little ego is going to be hurt just a tiny bit mm -hmm. if another crew takes over quote unquote his ship right right always has been always will be it's his one true love 
So let's focus on that. Let's focus maybe on when that comes down from Starfleet Command and they've done their whole thing of, well, no, they haven't done the whole thing of second start of the right and straight until morning. Right. Uh, but they're starting to say, hey, look, we need to maybe get some transition personnel on there. And maybe that's why things were going so horribly in five, too, is they've got these junior crew members who don't know Jack. And they're just like, this is a disaster. You guys. Ugh. Well, OK, here's a couple different ways that we can play it. And uh, let's see what you like, what you like better. We can keep it in between five and six mm-hmm. where they say that they're to be decommissioned and we come up with some sort of reason as to why they're not replacing the crew. And so we do some retconning or we do it after six where it's right after second star to the right. And (gasps) that's when we, that's when we talk about why there's no more constitution class ships after that. Like we see the Excelsior (gasps) constantly. Oh, 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 I love that idea. Yes. Okay. We've got to put this after six now. It makes a lot more sense. Let's just say, yeah, they're going to clean the slate. New crew. Once this crew is done and retired, whole new replacements. And maybe there isn't going to be any transition whatsoever. It's just going to be, you're out and they're in. And Kirk has some very mixed, horrible feelings about that. Because darn it, he is James T. Kirk. And so what if he's retiring? He has a lot to offer here. And he's feeling an enormous sense of loss. Let's do that. Okay, yeah. Meanwhile, maybe some of the other crew don't feel the same way. Yes. Where Scotty's ready to go out and play on his boat. Uhura's ready to coach younger kids or younger Starfleet officers in a different light. She's tired of serving in space and on a starship. She wants to be grounded. Maybe she wants to buy a house finally or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. This could be so much fun. Oh, my God. Okay, so let's go ahead and do that. So we're that's where we're starting out. So people catch up. Uh, it's after six, not after five. <laughs> we're talking like we're doing moments after second star to the right and straight on till morning. And so they fly off into the sunset and then 15 minutes goes by and uh, they're all just kind of like, okay, that was nice. I'm bored. <laughs> so, yeah, okay, shoot. We uh, Let's turn around. Yeah. Let's go back to space dock. And so I think the next logical thing is maybe one of two things, actually. Kirk is mulling through the fact that the you-know-what is getting real. This is going to be his last, mm, let's say, 24-ish or something hours aboard the Starship Enterprise as the captain of the ship. Mm -hmm. It's hit him. It's real. It hurts. He's sad. He does not know what his life is going to be without this ship. The other thing I thought of is they get to space dock. The announcement comes down. Constitution-class ships are going to be no longer. And then that's when it starts to really hurt Kirk. Maybe we do both. I mean, I don't know. What do you well, think? Well, yeah, it's it's interesting because I feel like maybe we could take this in a different direction where maybe we can shift Kirk's psyche instead of being selfish as an I'm the only person who can help the Enterprise. Maybe what he thinks is the Enterprise needs to live on. This ship needs to continue the miss- mission even if it's without me James T. Kirk, and they promise him that the ship is going to live on just with a new command crew. And so when they say, like, when Uhura says we're to be decommissioned, she's talking about the command crew. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And then, but the thing is, it gets so beat up in undiscovered country by the Klingon bird of prey. And like maybe the UFP or Starfleet was thinking of mothballing the Constitution class anyway. Like the ship snuck through. They are already building it. And they're like, okay, well, Kirk destroyed his Constitution class. We were already almost done building this anyway. So let's just give it to him. But we're not going to build anymore. And then this thing got beat up to hell in Undiscovered Country. And then they were like, okay, let's scrap the plans. We're not going to give a new crew onto the Enterprise. We're just going to mothball it. And that's when Kirk is like, no, the legacy needs to live on, even if it's without me. I have an idea. I love the idea of Kirk going through this journey where it is selfish for him at first, almost like not repeating the process he went through in Undiscovered Country, but kind of a similar pattern where at first it's about him and he's just like, the Enterprise can't be without me. Yeah. And so he thinks this is going to be the last Enterprise. But then he shifts his focus to say, no, the Enterprise must live on and there must be another Enterprise. Then how about this? He does find out that Constitution class ships are on their way out because the Excelsior model is absolutely thriving Mm -hmm. because of Captain Sulu. It's just technologically more superior. It's more capable, yada, yada, yada. They've done the teching stuff to it. It's great. And so... The Constitution class is therefore becoming an inferior model, and so the Excelsior class is going to become the new kind of like standardized ship. Uh, Yeah, I like that. And so then maybe Kirk, he starts kind of making the case for the next ship, the the next Enterprise needs to be an Excelsior class ship. Oh, okay. I was with you until that point. Not Excelsior class? No, no, no. Here's the thing. Let's take everything that you said except for that last sentence where... It turns out, like, when, like, they get back to Space Dock, all of this comes down on him where he finally makes his peace with the fact that somebody else is going to run this ship. And he's just like, I was upset with the idea at first, but now I've made my peace with it. But then they say, yeah, nobody's going to fly this ship. We're going to mothball it. That's when he gets really upset. And mm-hmm. he says, he's like, well, is this going to be the last ship to bear the name Enterprise? And they're like, no, there's plenty of letters left in the alphabet. Maybe we'll give an Enterprise B. And we're thinking, you know, like Sulu has taken the Excelsior and it's done really well in all of his missions. So we're thinking of expanding the Excelsior line because there was a lot of Constitution class ships. But now Absolutely. they're like they need a new a new type of ship that ship that they mass produce. And they're thinking it's going to be the Excelsior. And Kirk's like, give me one last chance to prove to you that this ship still has life left in her. And so they have some sort of competition between the Constitution class and the Excelsior class. What sort of competition? I have no idea. That's why we're writing this together. Because, well, this feels like Star Trek Three, where the Excelsior class is maybe technologically more superior and is capable of maybe even having a better warp drive it's more efficient or whatnot Mm -hmm. and so that sort of competition feels like been there done that and i'm not sure how else these babies are going to compete but the excelsior lost the excelsior lost that competition because scotty sabotaged it right yeah 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 and maybe kirk brings that up where he says he's like yeah last time that the excelsior went up against the constitution class it lost 
And they're like, yeah, because Scotty sabotaged it. And he goes, what if something else happens? How do we know that the Excelsior is truly more capable than the Constitution class unless you give us a proper, I don't know, competition or the same goal and we have to achieve it or something like that? Mm, and they're like, so Excelsior has to prove itself to Kirk. And that's when he starts championing it as this needs to be the next incarnation of the Enterprise. And maybe this is the opportunity for the Enterprise A, the Constitution class, to go out with a literal blaze of glory. Maybe. <laughs> the enterprise actually wins the competition or exceeds the speed requirements, but it flies apart while doing it. <laughs> well, you could also say that the Excelsior almost flew apart uh, in undiscovered country too. Fly her apart then. I know that's, that's, that's why I said that. And so, <laughs> right. So basically you're just making that bucket of bolts shake. Okay. But I'm not entirely sure where you're going with this, Tristan. Okay. Here's where I'm thinking. And you can tell me if I'm wrong here. What I'm thinking about is that it gives us one last shot to prove that the Constitution class is a beautiful ship and it's worth a lot. But the thing is, we can't have it win and survive because we don't see it again. We get the Enterprise right. B. And so if we're trying to retcon a story where the ship is being decommissioned, but yet it's only been in service for two years. <laughs> like, I want it to go out in a blaze of glory, but if you think that it's enough for the emotional ride, then let's do that instead. Here's what I'm thinking is Star Trek VI was the Enterprise A going out in a blaze of glory. Okay. They sort of did already pass that baton a little bit because I'm thinking of that beautiful scene where it's Excelsior alongside Enterprise and Excelsior departs, and it's like, you're going to go your way, and I'm going to go mine. And we don't need any more than that. Okay. So I feel, in a way, this needs to not necessarily be an action story. This is much more, I would say, even novel-esque, not screenwriting-esque, where okay. it's going to be a little more introspective. It's going to be more in Kirk's mind. It's going to be more dialogue. Okay, so if that's the premise that we're going at, where it's... It's not just the crew that's being decommissioned. It's They find out that, holy crap, it's the ship that's going to be decommissioned. Kirk is sad. He doesn't like it. He's wrestling with it. Yeah. He finally accepts that there is going to be... Like, that's the end of our movie, or that's the end of our story, is that he accepts it, and that the next Enterprise, he finds out that there is going to be another Enterprise, and it's going to be the Excelsior class. What's our conflict here? What is, what is our goal here? Why are we getting people to watch this story? Well, what I think the conflict is, is the, it's the conflict within Kirk. He, is, he has the mixed feelings about retirement. He has mixed feelings later on about finding out that the Enterprise A is going to be salvaged for parts, and that's about it. I mean, what an undignified ending, even though it's very practical. And... Maybe for a while, Starfleet isn't sure if it's going to continue the name Enterprise. Maybe that is a development that happens later on. And as a result of Kirk fighting for that cause, saying Enterprise must live on because I'm not. I'm not going to live much longer. You know, I've got so many years left, but Enterprise can live as long as Starfleet lives. Okay, so I like that idea where, okay, so we get to the point where they get the news from Starfleet that they're... It's decommissioned and that's it. And he he's debriefed yes. on the events that happened in Undiscovered Country. And the entire crew is debriefed. And they're all together and they're talking and they're like, we also have another treat for you. We're honoring you in the best way that we can think of. And that is by retiring the name Enterprise. 
Oh, and they hate it. Well, some of them hate it. Kirk really hates it. Right. Like, that's the thing. Like, we can go back and forth on that where they say, like, it's kind of like retiring a jersey number. You yes. Know, in basketball and football. Yes. Where they're like, you guys have saved our skins so many times that this is the best way that we can think to honor you. So we are decommissioning the ship. We're going to keep it around, but it's going to be a museum. And there will be no more Enterprise out in the galaxy because the name ends with you guys. And then, like, you can see that some people are distressed. And then we have this scene where they walk out and they're kind of muttering to themselves, who likes it, who doesn't? Right. Yes. Maybe there's a little bit of an after party where our cast is talking through this. So maybe we decide who likes it and who doesn't and why. That's what I'm asking you. So who who likes it, who doesn't? I, I think Kirk initially is all for it because who else is going to possibly succeed them? Maybe these crews need another start, but then he comes to realize maybe through talking with his crew, wow, this is a horrible way for the Enterprise to die. It doesn't need to die. I don't know. What do you think? I feel like Kirk is immediately, I'm kind of the opposite of you. I think Kirk immediately doesn't like it. I think as he kind of goes back, we see the look on his face, the camera's on his face and you can see him age, mm. you know, like in that moment. His face falls. And maybe Bones is all, like Spock is indifferent and Bones is all about it. He's just like, he's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like an Enterprise is our ship. We're the ones who saved the universe. We're the, like, damn right. You know, like, <laughs> like no one else is going to bear the uh, name. I could actually see Scotty chiming in the same way saying, yeah, go us. What a great honor to have bestowed upon us. And Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. Kirk, yeah, I, I do agree. I think Kirk is, but I don't see it that way, you guys. Yeah. The Enterprise is not just us. There were so many other people that served with us. I, and maybe um, Uhura kind of starts to see the light a little bit too and say, you know, you might be onto something. Yeah. Yeah, maybe Starfleet thought this was bestowing us a real honor, but it's a real disservice to the Enterprise. I think, yeah, I like that idea where everybody else is on board, Spock is indifferent, but Uhura's just like, mm, it doesn't sit well with me, but we'll continue that. We know that, that we're going to continue that later. So yes. the party kind of disintegrates from the hall, and then we see Spock and Bones and Kirk in his quarters. Maybe it's an after-after party. And <laughs> Okay. Here's an angle that I think would be really interesting where Bones is like, what the hell is wrong with you? You know, like we, we save the world, we save the Federation, they're not going to prosecute. And again, uh, like, why are you always so sullen? And maybe like, he doesn't have to say this in so many words, but this is the, this is the point that he gets across. He says, David was my only child and now he's gone. Mm -hmm. And so without the name enterprise, I have no more legacy. Ooh. And so with David dead, and now the Enterprise no longer living on. So he has no chil- He has no living children. And now he has... That he knows of. <laughs> right, that he knows of. Sorry, I just had to throw that in. You this is Kirk we're that. talking yeah. about. Yeah, I got to get that jab in. And then what kind of made it okay for him with retiring, which is a lot of people, you know, like a lot of people today, you know, they believe that they live on in their children. And they live on, like, and if they don't have children, they live on in legacy. And yeah, Kirk yes. has a great legacy, but... He was hoping that the name Enterprise would live on so that when the Enterprise continue, when the future Enterprise would continue to do great things, it would remember that it all started with Kirk. Well, at least, you know, not, I know, like, fans, calm down. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. No, no nasty letters. We know what you mean. You know what I mean. I know all know about Robert April and Pike and everything like that. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Shut up. <laughs> but, yeah. And so what if it, he came at it from that angle? I like that. I think that's a very relatable thing. As people go into retirement, they do wonder, 
what are they going to leave behind? So I can mm-hmm. see how personally this would affect Kirk. And I absolutely agree that Bones is going to have his damn it jam moment. <laughs> and what's the matter with you now? And that sort yeah. of a thing. And meanwhile, Spock is going to have his words of wisdom too, right? Where with every end is a new beginning. Things will go on. Things do change, but that doesn't necessarily make them better or worse. He'll have some wise words. Yeah. Kirk's got to absorb all this and think, now what? And maybe this is where he starts turning the key of, okay, at first I was angry. Now I know that I am James T. Kirk and I can, I have the power to enact change. What good can I get out of this situation? Yeah. And that is letting the Enterprise live on. Yes, that's his mission to change the policy, but he needs some help. He's trying to convince some people to do it. And they're just like, listen, Jim, it's done. This is a huge honor. Like we've already made it public. We're not going to go back on it. We've already made the, the PR announcement. We can't change our minds now. It would look too bad. And I, for some reason, this just popped in my head. And I don't know why, but because in Star Trek, this wouldn't happen, but this is our story. And I kind of want it to happen this way. <laughs> Scotty's all about it. Bones is all about it. Spock just says, it's time to move on. All things end. But I want him to go to Uhura and say, Uhura, I want you to do what no one else is willing to do or what no one else can do. When you speak, people listen. And I want you to help me convince others that this needs to happen that the legacy needs to live on. What do you think about that? Okay. I I love the idea of getting Uhura involved, but how are we going to do that? I feel like we should also do just a real quick recap because there's a lot of little steps that have assaulted Kirk throughout this story. First, he's retiring. Then they find out they're being decommissioned. Mm -hmm. Then they find out that not only is the Enterprise going to be scrap for parts but the name itself is being retired now we're going to have to start turning the key to where it's going to eventually become what is the enterprise b right so we know that uhura has been spending some time at starfleet academy mm-hmm. what are some things we could do with that i mean is the general what is the general reaction maybe of starfleet academy where are students surprised by the fact that there's oh. not going to be an enterprise oh. to serve on oh that's such a good idea that's such a good idea where Kirk and Uhura commiserate and say, like, oh, you know, like, this sucks. What are we going to do? And Uhura's like, I have no idea, but I got to get to class. And so she goes to class and she's like, okay, everybody, you know, today we're talking about such a blah, 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 blah. And then, like, maybe somebody's asking, like, uh, they raise their hand and they say, like, okay, is this about what we're talking about today or is this about the Enterprise? And they're like, well, it's about the Enterprise. She's like, well, we'll talk about that later. But they're like, we need to know. And then there was tons of students at the academy and they they talked to Professor Uhura and they say, I wanted to serve on the Enterprise someday. That's sort of what I was thinking was I think there needs to be a general comment that Uhura picks up on where students are disappointed that they're not going to be able to serve in this tradition. And that is the angle that Kirk can take. Mm-hmm. That That's sort of the idea that maybe Uhura lends to him saying, look, you can argue it this way. Make it happen. Yeah, so like, so we see Uhura talk to more and more students, and then those students talk to other students, and those students talk to other students, and then all of a sudden, there's just this buzz on campus where everyone starts going together, and they barrage the head of Starfleet, saying, no, please, recommi- not, not recommission the ship, but recommission the name. <gasps> I have an idea. Okay. I want to know what you think about this. Okay, what if the buzz gets so big that students at Starfleet Academy start have like a rally. Everybody comes together in one location, one time, one, you know, one place 
to start expressing their thoughts about the matter. People get up one at a time on the loudspeaker, say, hey, look, I'm graduating in a year. I was expecting to go on the Enterprise or something to the effect of, hey, my dad served on the Enterprise. Yeah. And that this, this ship is a great honor that needs to... It needs to still be a part of Starfleet. We understand the importance of this crew, and it was intended as an honor to decommission the name, but you're so very wrong. And then maybe Kirk shows up, giving absolute credibility to this whole thing. Yeah. You know, because maybe Uhura is there, and they're saying, look, we have living history right here. But then Kirk shows up, and nobody knows, not even Uhura. Mm -hmm. And he speaks up and says, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for everything that you have said. Thank you for getting this all together. Starfleet Command, if you are listening to this, let the record show that I absolutely agree and the Enterprise name must live. Yeah. And so then... Starfleet is super pissed because they're like, Kirk, you shouldn't have said that because that was broadcasted all over the Federation. Thank you very much for uh, for (laughs) doing that. You know, like something like that. Okay, so what if it's this way? What if the students, it's not so much the name that they want commissioned back. They want to take it a step further. They want to ship too? Well, no. Well, of like, course they do. Well, no, like what they want is uh, like because kids, are, especially on college campuses or at academies and everything like that, you know, like they, they want what they want and, you know, and they shoot too high and they shoot unrealistic sometimes. And so they don't want just the name to come back. They want the Enterprise A to be recommissioned because it's still there. They were thinking about maybe making it into a museum or something like that. And so they're like, no, it's still it's still seaworthy, it's still space worthy. I want to serve on that ship, so recommission it. And Kirk's like, I don't think that's going to work. Even if it gets recommissioned, I'm not going to be on it, but that's okay. And then, you know, he does the thing, like you said, where he says he's like, I'm in full support of Enterprise A being recommissioned <laughs> if Starfleet is listening. They get super pissed. And then Starfleet holds this big rally saying like, okay, like, here's the deal. We're not going to recommission the Enterprise A. And they're like, boo, hiss, ah. You know, like, all the Academy's just like, boo. And they're like, but please, but please, you know, calm down. We are currently building another Excelsior-class starship. And we have decided to continue the name of Enterprise NCC-1701. Pause, pause, pause. B. Yeah! <laughs> Woo! Woo! Yes, that's sort of what I was going for, just in a little more of a roundabout way. Where, yeah. like, okay, yeah, I can kind of see how maybe uh, some students at Starfleet Academy, they want the old Enterprise, and yes, that is asking too much, mm-hmm. because that's just not the way of the future, so the way to bridge that gap is the Enterprise B. Yeah. So there we go. I think that is the story. We have changed Kirk's mind. He has taken some action. It's been a small but sensible and important part of the Enterprise legacy as well as Kirk's. What we created is barely an episode. It's nowhere near close to a movie. It's kind of like a novella. Uh, Yeah, I was thinking novella, short story, something that you would have like in an anthology of Star Trek books. Yeah, that's kind of what we created today. So there you go. That is our story. I have no idea what we could call it. Oh, yeah, we do have to think of a name. We always do this. This is, like, when we... <laughs> uh, it's It was so funny because, like, our fir- like when we did Star Trek, when we, like, Generations, it was basically the name, like, it was all about them getting Enterprise E. And this story, <laughs> I really didn't piece that together till just now, is about the creation of the B. Yes, it is. 
maybe those are like like two bookend stories in the same anthology piece that we could that be gets released. could be now is there a cutesy way we can bookend or parallel the titles hmm. uh or is that just asking a little too much of us today <laughs> i think it might be asking a little bit too uh, too much of us today but how about this everybody who is listening to this please go to the nerdparty.com slash punch it and then find episode 11, click on that, and from there you can comment below, and you can give the name of the episode that you think it should be, give it a nice Star Trek story kind of name, or you can find us on Twitter at Join Nerd Party, or you can find us individually on Twitter, you can find me at The Insane Robin. And you can find me at Oh The Profanity. Or you can email us by going to thenerdparty.com slash contact and selecting Punch It from the drop-down menu, and we'll pick one that we like. And then we'll announce it next week on air. So you guys have one week to give us a name that you think would be cool for what you just heard. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, we we have something next week that we're not going to tell you what it is, but we have teased it in the past. Foreshadowing. And I cannot wait until we get to it so we can punch it. Ready for warp, sir. Let's punch it. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.